Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It ain't so Brought two bitches Go fast and slow Take my time Like they sis But it really ain't no Turn on strip Like a bang gon' go Paint on this Like a they don't know Ain't no mixing Slide on us Ain't no issue With all that huh I'm just different And all that I just dipped out With all that uh Take a picture What I got right, on We are back like, For another edition Of the starting 502 podcast Riding solo Like Jason Derulo Today Presley Meyer here And uh, putting on The shades To cover up My eyes during what was perhaps the most unbearable Louisville game of the season. Uh, Louisville falls 92-69, to and to be quite frank with you, it wasn't even that close uh, at Syracuse. The Qs got in, uh, well, they play mostly white guys, but they got in even more white guys tonight against the Cards. Uh, finished the game 55% from the field, 52% from three-point range, but it was uh, much better than that even. I mean, where do you even begin with this performance from Louisville, um, all of the positives that we took away from the first two games of the official Mike Pegues era, you essentially have more question marks now than, than you did when Chris Mack left. Could be a one-off, though. we're not really exactly sure uh, where the rest of the season is going to go, but right now it's not looking promising, folks. Uh, Syracuse wins 49-43 to in the second half, uh, winning the halftime up 17 anyways and essentially got it out to, I believe, a 32-point lead. Uh, that's correct. 32-point lead uh, with 6'10 left to play. They were up 83-51, to 51, and it was just a methodical thumping. Uh, their largest run was 10-0. That, that should tell you everything right there. It's not like Syracuse just went on some crazy run and just completely destroyed Louisville. I mean, let's get into the – let's get down to the nitty-gritty really fast. Noah Locke again. At this point, why is Noah Locke – taking the most shots on the team. I just, I don't understand. Mike Pegues and then the coaching staff limited his minutes tonight, thankfully. Uh, only 20 minutes, as opposed to L. Ellis's 21. I said on Twitter we would riot if, if L. Ellis didn't play more than Noah Locke tonight. He got one more minute. But then you look at the minutes breakdown. Noah Locke got 13 minutes in the second half. L. Ellis, 8. Uh, it's just, it's confounding at this point. 
if Louisville's defense is going to suck, why not play your best offensive player? Like, yeah, we'll get into Louisville's defense has to be better if they want to win any games down the stretch, if they want to be, I don't know, Virginia Tech, maybe. I don't know. When you, when you look at this, this schedule and you try to pinpoint where one win could come, maybe Virginia Tech. That's the number one standout thing for me at this point is, yes, Noah Locke was 3 for 10 from three-point range tonight. Two of the threes came in garbage time. I just I don't understand what what the cost benefit is of not playing L. Ellis over him. I, I don't get it. It's mind-boggling. What does Noah Locke bring to the table that Ellis or West or Faulkner or any number of guys that you could put at the two bring? Uh, in a game where you, you know, put up 67 shot attempts and make 27, your mind begins to wander. If you put fish on a Big Mac, you should go see someone immediately. Brad Colbert got some minutes tonight, and not for a good reason. Hair is electric. Never give that up. Whatever that is, just, is that a mullet? I don't know. Don't give it up, Brad. Keep fighting the good fight. We're looking for positives tonight. Jalen Withers, uh, his play was certainly something to be optimistic about. It seems like Jalen Withers responds completely differently to Mike Pegues than he did to Chris Mack. I mean, it's not that even it seems like it. It's the the product is there. Uh, he led Louisville in minutes tonight with 26 minutes, four for nine from the field, uh, five boards and five uh, aggressive boards, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Withers was exactly what you want him to be tonight. I mean, still took three three-point shots, not ideal, but... Look, five or six from the free throw line. The only Louisville player that attempted the free throw tonight. That's correct. You did not mishear that. The only Louisville player. Louisville attempted six free throws. All six of them were from Jalen Withers. He hit five of them. Syracuse, 16 for 19 from the line. Uh, pretty much just got whatever they wanted on offense. Whatever they wanted. Uh, if they wanted to run out the score more, they could have. To be quite honest with you. This is the kind of stuff that Louisville used to do uh, to opponents under, under Rick Pitino. And now this is what this is what we've become, I guess. Other positive, Sidney Curry uh, is definitely a freak. Uh, he he looks solid again tonight on offense. Uh, four for eight from the field, eight total points, ten rebounds. So close to he had multiple chances to get to, to notch that double double, but three assists as well. Another important takeaway uh, in 24 minutes, finally getting the minutes that he deserves. Uh, Louisville tried to play Gabe Woodsnitzer a little bit tonight. Ultimately, it was definitely more Jalen Withers in the, in the middle, and you know what? He, he earned those minutes, to be quite honest with you. Probably the player of the game, if we we're going to name one. Uh, Louisville needs more from, from Sidney Curry on defense, and if I had to guess, that's probably the reason why his minutes have been limited. If I just had to throw something against the wall and try to figure out why Sidney Curry isn't playing as much, that's a huge part of the reason. Part of that is the team defense as well. I mean, it, again, you know, it goes back to the Noah Locke thing or any number of players. Samuel Williamson, for instance. Gabe Wisnesser obviously was a liability when he was in the game on defense. Uh, Jalen Withers was solid on defense, but not when he was at the five. So part of that requires better team defense, but a lot of that just has to do with Curry's ability to kind of wall up and ultimately be just a, a better one-on-one -on -one defender. I mean, you look at Louisville players, Ellis Miles comes to mind. There are plenty of people that you can point to in the past. And look at Louisville's head coach, Mike Begees, was you know was mentioned on the broadcast tonight. He's 6'6", led Delaware to the NCAA tournament, was, the all, was their all-time leading scorer uh, as a 6'6 six six center. Keep in mind that it's still going to be a little bit of a learning curve for Sidney Curry, most, de most definitely, especially on the defensive end. 
if you were used to pushing people around by just being 310 pounds, then yes, it is going to take some adjustment to get used to being a more athletic defender. And I think that's where Sidney Curry's next step is. Ultimately, though, as we talked about, Sidney Curry is certainly a guy that you're going to want to base this team around going into next season. And I think that he can become an all-ACC type of player if he learns how to use his feet more and just be simply be a bit more athletic on defense. If he can do that, uh, then Louisville is going to have a good one and obviously already a fan favorite. Another takeaway is just simply what has just happened to Louisville's defense. And I mean, a lot of that is just effort. I think that Syracuse took advantage of, and this is what good teams do, Syracuse still sees itself as, as a team that could make the NCAA tournament. As crazy as it might seem, they just improved to 12-11 and 11 on the season tonight, 6-6 six and six in conference. Uh, but they have, obviously, the, the, the talent and the shooters to, to do so. Syracuse, as many good teams do, when they saw that Louisville was just not going to hang with them, they put their foot on the gas. They knew that they could not be stopped. Ultimately, that was the big differentiator between Louisville and Syracuse. Louisville played passive. I mean, the, the ultimate play of the game uh, that illustrated that was Samuel Williamson getting the ball just in front of the free throw line. And there's nobody, I'm not joking, within 9 to 10 feet of him. And he did not know whether he should shoot or not. That was corrected in the second half. Finished with 10 points. I believe he had, we'll double check here, Samuel Williamson had six points in the second half, and all of them pretty much came off of he got the ball in the paint and immediately took a shot. And as it was pointed out, pointed out on the broadcast, the most open that you're going to be typically is when you get the ball in your hands. So that's a perfect illustration of how Louisville has played and performed on both ends of the floor this season. Just not confident, just just very passive. You know, if, if Louisville wants to, to pull out any games going forward, they have to play with more confidence, and that's ultimately going to be up to this coaching staff, uh, especially Mike, Mike Begies, but the defensive end has to improve. This was a, during Begies' first stint, was a top 20 defensive team, according to Ken Palm. Uh, this is a, a an abysmal defensive team right now, and there's a reason why every team that Louisville plays, especially in conference, just has their best shooting night of, of the season. You know, it's not a coincidence. It's not like, oh, why do people always go off on us? Well, there's a reason. Because you're not good defensively. There's a reason not to continue to pick on Noah Locke, but there's a reason why guys make shots at a high rate against him. Louisville is just has. I, I don't want to say they've given up, but they have stints of really good play, uh, especially out of timeouts on the de- defensive end. Uh, you know, at least solid hustle. Guys are in, at where they're supposed to be, but there's other times where. I mean, how many times did they just get completely lost on a backdoor cut? A guy, one guy switched while the other guy didn't. I mean, how many open looks did Syracuse get tonight? Be interesting to take a look at the metrics and just see ultimately how many open shots Syracuse was able to generate versus Louisville. I mean, they made 32 field goals tonight, and I'll bet you at least a 10 to 15 of those were layup line shots. Once again, 92 to 69, the final in Syracuse, New York tonight, an absolute shellacking. Uh, at the hands of the Orangemen, something that many fans kind of saw coming. Once it came to fruition, once we saw the halftime deficit and everything, it's still just, it's kind of soul-crushing, it's kind of heartbreaking, it's uh, its very difficult to watch. Uh, so with that in mind, looking forward to the future a little bit, Louisville still has seven games left in this season, and then they also have the ACC tournament. And so if you're interim head coach Mike Piggies, I mean, 
what do you do going forward, right? Like, what do Louisville fans need to see out of this season? And ultimately, it's 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 a really tough, kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place type of situation, right? So on one hand, uh, you have Louisville fans and, and anybody that is involved with and cares about the future of the program. I think as a Louisville fan, you really want to see the guys that are the future get the majority of the playing time. So I'm talking L. Ellis. I'm talking Sidney Curry. I'm talking Jalen Withers. I'm just thinking about some of these younger guys that are on this squad and what kind of opportunities that they could have in the final seven games. Like, this isn't a team that's going to have NCAA tournament aspirations. Like, yeah, maybe maybe there's just like the .001% chance that you get hot and that you can win a couple games in the ACC tournament and then have the hope of potentially making uh, the big dance. You know, I mean, obviously that's always out there for every single team, and if that's something that the coaching staff wants to take advantage of, then more power to them. However, from a Louisville fan's perspective, I think that you want to see the guys who are going to be sticking it out for the long term, for the long haul. You want to see where this program is going to be going, regardless of who takes over this program. So that means Malik Williams, a guy who's been suspended the last two games. And that means that Jared West and Noah Locke and Mason Faulkner, these guys that are probably not going to be a part of the program. Well, not not, not probably. They will, will not be a part of the program due to eligibility. You want to see less of them on the floor, right? That seems pretty obvious. You want to see Samuel Williamson, a guy who's going to be a senior next year. Jalen Withers, a guy who's going to be a redshirt junior. These are the guys that you want to see on the floor. And so from a fan perspective, that's what I would like to see. I want to see LLS work out the kinks because LLS clearly is the most talented player on this team going forward. We heard that from people in the know in the offseason and coming into the season that L. Ellis will eventually be, you know, there are flashes of Russ Smith, Darius Perry, that kind of helter-skelter style of play. Uh, you know, if you're a coach, damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if they're in the game, there's going to be turnovers, there's going to be ugly shots, there's going to be weird plays, but there's also going to be just absolutely electric runs. And that's what Louisville needs right now. I mean, you look at this team, there is one guy that if you put the ball in his hands, He's going to get into the paint. He is going to create for others, and he's going to hit contested shots, and that's LLS. That's it. That's all you got. So why are we continuing to shove Noah Locke and Jared West down people's throats? Like, yeah, Jared West is an elite defender. That's great. But guess what? The other four guys on the floor at the same time as him are not, and he cannot do anything on offense. So what what exactly are we trying to accomplish here? And if you're the coaching staff, I think that's what you have to address next, right? Outside of that, Jake Weingardner was supposed to join us today. A little uh, scheduling conflict, so we're going to have a special podcast centered around Jake and, and how he feels, somebody who is kind of a little bit closer to the program than most, how they feel about the future of the program, who's going to stick around, who could depart, and what the future of the 2022 and the 2023 class looks like. Can we keep that together? Because ultimately, as a fan, that's the other thing that you worry about. Whoever Louisville brings in, you know, there are rumors about Kenny Payne coming in. Obviously, he's the the leader in the clubhouse right now uh, to be Louisville's potential future head coach. He obviously has strong connections with DJ Wagner, who is obviously has strong ties to the Louisville and Louisville area and is well connected. And, and so Kenny Payne ultimately could reel, reel him in very easily. Going forward, I think that Louisville just needs a, a fresh start. And yes, that's what Chris Mack tried to do, do this season, but ultimately we've kind of been through this 
uh, in the post-game podcast quite a bit. Chris Mack tried to refresh, re-energize, rejuvenate the program, but did so in a lot of ways that ultimately didn't pan out. The question in the offseason was who stirs the drink for this team. The only person who gets the gets things going, the only person who distributes, the only person who is a, a high-level scorer, the only person who can compete at this level, uh, at especially at the guard position, is Al Ellis, and Chris Mack refused to play him. Uh, the sort of minutes that he played Jared West, a guy who literally is, is vanilla as it gets on the offensive end of the floor. With all of that in mind, uh, th- there are many things that you can get into about the way that Chris Mack scheme things for players, the way that Jalen Withers was, wasn't utilized correctly, the way that we continue to go with Jared West and Malik Williams, even though everything conflated that. We can get into that, but obviously, going forward, we just want to see what this team and what this program is going to look like, and ultimately, outside of three players on this team, I would totally be fine with a fresh start. And the three players would be LLS, Sidney Curry, and Dre Davis. Outside of that, I'm totally fine with eight new players again, especially if you know three of those players are high-level transfers, a high-level recruit. You look at this team this year, and it was designed intriguingly, right? Like There were a lot of players that were intriguing. Noah Locke is an intriguing player because, wow, he is a 40-plus percent three-point shooter at Florida, but he didn't get the opportunity that he was going to get at Louisville, right? And ultimately, when Noah Locke was given the opportunity to be the primary ball handler, you see what you had tonight. Four for 11 from the field, three for 10 from three, and just an absolute mess on defense. I mean, that's what you've gotten from Noah Locke. The commentator tonight, and I apologize, I don't know who it was. I don't really care. Uh, The commentator tonight made note that Noah Locke was the most consistent player on the team. Perhaps consistently just not very good. Like, I mean, again, not to, you know, this is like the hate on Noah Locke show apparently today, but what what is he providing at this point to the team? Like, yeah, Chris Mack promised Noah Locke that he could potentially be something more than he was at Florida, but he comes in and all the evidence on the floor shows that he cannot be more than what he was at Florida, yet Louisville continues over and over and over and over and over and over to try to use him uh, in, in a manner that does not at all highlight what he brings to the table and that is just so incredibly frustrating to watch the LLS Noah Locke situation would be like if you had Malik Cunningham on a Louisville's bench Braden Smith at quarterback right like Braden Smith has played quarterback in the past that's great be awesome to give him an opportunity but at some point you're like oh wow Malik Cunningham is one of the most electric players in the country maybe we should play him at quarterback more often it's kind of like that with Louisville basketball right now it's like okay you have a guy who can provide uh, excellent three-point shooting for you, and it's a great opportunity for him. At what point do you look at the product on the floor? There's seven games left in the regular season. At what point do you look at the product on the floor and say, okay, maybe Noah Locke shouldn't be starting. Maybe he shouldn't be taking 11, 12, 13 shots a game. Maybe LL is the only person who can get in the lane on his team should be the guy who gets the ball in his hands. So, with all that in mind, going forward, What I want to see from this Louisville coaching staff and what I want to see from this Louisville team is ultimately what kind of hope is there for the future? Because right now there's not a lot. And that is incredibly concerning and frustrating as somebody who attends every game, who watches every game from start to finish on TV, and who sits here and covers every single game. There there is just, there's not an answer. 
to me, the easiest, most simple thing to do is take the players who look like they have a promising future at Louisville, give them as, as much clock as we possibly can, and secondly, you know, just look forward to essentially what Louisville can do to completely turn over a new leaf and restart this program. Like, you cannot take the pieces and the components on this roster and suddenly turn it into something that it's not. And I think that that's what we saw tonight. You saw what Louisville could be when motivated, when playing together, when playing as a complete unit, when not arguing with each other on the bench and on the sideline, when not having struggles day-to-day in practice. You saw what Louisville could be uh, in the North Carolina and Duke game, and, and to an extent... Uh, in, when they kind of turn things around in the Bahamas, people forget, you know, they dropped that confusing, head-scratching game uh, to Furman, then turned around and won uh, two really solid games against Maryland and Mississippi State in the Bahamas. You saw what this Louisville team could be uh, against North Carolina and Duke, but tonight that seemed more like fake juice than anything else because you saw a team with, granted, Jim Beheim, Hall of Fame coach, guy that's been around for, you know, twice as long as most people listening have even been alive. Like, I get that point. A team with the amount of talent that Louisville normally has will never, ever, ever, ever get blown out by a Syracuse team like that in any realistic circumstance, right? Syracuse provided nothing outside of size and shooting, truly. Like, that that's all that they brought to the table against Louisville. That was clearly good enough. Like, Louisville did nothing to take away what Syracuse's strengths were. And ultimately, that is terrifying and very concerning. You know, you look back at any Brick Patino, Denny Crum coach team, even early in in the Chris Mack era, that 2019-20 Chris Mack coach team, you're not going to find a team that's more athletic than that team. You're not going to find a team that has a crazy amount more size, right? You're not going to find a team that was just going to completely out-scheme you. It's unbelievable to see how quickly things can just have a downturn and you saw that all of the juice and everything that Louisville brought into the games against North Carolina and Duke the the pressure and the kind of emotional high of those games in the first games without Chris Mack uh, ultimately that weighed on this team like it was very apparent against Syracuse there was just so many mental lapses like how many times have you seen a Louisville team allow uh, that many mismatches that many backdoor cuts that many switches on screens that ultimately led to mismatches like it was just ugly Syracuse did anything and everything that they wanted to do going forward Louisville has to figure out a way to you know this coaching staff has to figure out a way to keep the team motivated and look if I'm Mike Begees and I'm this coaching staff I'm playing the guys who absolutely want to be there and so that's kind of the balance you have to find you know I said as a fan I want to see the players that are ultimately going to be here next year. And again, there's three, maybe four guys that stand out as guys that are going to be here next year. Uh, Outside of that, I just want to see what players bring it. And ultimately, that can be a deciding, a determining factor between who stays and who goes. You know, Louisville could bring in a, a coach that's tenured and he has experience dealing with toxic situations and players that ultimately don't bring what they need to to the table, what is that going to entail going forward for Louisville, right? So ultimately, that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see a good balance of players that should be getting playing time and players that are bringing the right attitude and effort 
tonight to me that was Jalen Withers. To me, I don't I don't I don't see a situation where L. Ellis shouldn't be playing thirty minutes. Like, yes, the guy makes mistakes, but look, he does a lot more good than he does bad. And I'm tired of seeing him be punished. Like I, I understand he made a lot of mistakes against Syracuse tonight. Those things need to be cleaned up. But at the same time, when is there a better time to play through your mistakes than when you're an 11, 11 and 12 team and you have literally nothing to lose? Like, why are we trying to shove Jared West down people's throats? Like, yes, he is a solid situational role player. Stop giving me Jared West for 25, 30 minutes a game. I'm tired of seeing Jared West. I do not want to freaking see Noah Locke. I don't care if Noah Locke can hit an open three. A lot of guys on this team freaking throw Brad Colbert out, out there. He's going to hit three for ten from three. Like, I'm tired of seeing these guys who are just not going to make an impact next season or for the program in the foreseeable future. I'm tired of seeing them on the floor. It is a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of the program's time. Like, I'm just tired of it. Nothing against Jared West and Noah Locke, but honestly, at least Mason Faulkner dishes out some assists. At least he brings something to the table, and at least L. Ellis is a guy who's going to be the future of this program, who's going to be a catalyst for this team. Play those guys more minutes. I'm tired. Of, I don't. Who gives a rat's ass at this point? Like Louisville could lose their last seven games. I just want to see what we're going to get in the future. Like this is not how the program's always going to be. I can promise you that. With the pedigree, with everything around this program, things will not remain the same way, right? But I want to see what this team can provide. And look, you saw this. You saw what happens when you get balanced minutes tonight. All the guards played between 20 and 25 minutes. All the wings played about the same minutes. Like, let's just in a lineup of guys who are the future of the program and let it ride, man. That That's my honest opinion. I mean, maybe the guys who are younger aren't performing the right way in practice, but look, clearly if we were going by how people were, were performing in practice, that was not working in the past. Why do we think it would work in the future? Definition of stupidity stupidity is continuing to do the same thing over and over again, right? When you know it doesn't work. Let's just try something different. Let's try consistency in the lineup with guys who will actually bring something to the table in the future. That's all I'm asking for. Until next time, starting to have a podcast. But you still ain't calling. I left myself, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I scribble the dresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's.